Hey, hey guys. <laughs> Welcome back to iCarly. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, homebodies. Hey, homebodies. I can't believe you forgot our tagline. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> Be for real. Did you do that on purpose? Say I hey, guys. I might have, but I, I don't know why. I just was in the mood to say that about iCarly. Okay, so <laughs> Seth forgot that we are trying to brand ourselves here and create create a, a tight-knit community of, of introverted a individuals. a tight-knit community. And so you forgot to say homebodies. So guys, if you're new, welcome back to the Introvert City Podcast. Three, two, one. Hey, homebodies. Hey, home welcome back to the Introvert City Podcast, where we discuss culture, culture media, media, and, and faith. faith from the perspective of an introvert's complex mind. I'm Karina. And I'm Seth Daniel Frankie from Brooklyn, New York. You ain't from Brooklyn. Did you grow up in Brooklyn? Actually, um, that's funny that you say that because we just took a trip to Brooklyn this past weekend. Okay, you were born there, but did you grow up there? My summer times. And then I grew up in Ohio. And then I grew up in somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're not saying where we are now. <laughs> um... Since you guys asked, I was born in Philly. Yeah. Then I, I moved to I Florida. Then I'm living somewhere. I asked. Thank you. I care. Thank you. Guys, Thanksgiving is this week. Okay, well, by the time you're all listening to Can it. Can I get to the yams? Sweet, sweet yams. I didn't know he was saying yams for the longest time. That's fed you up. What did I think he was saying? I thought he was saying, um, I don't know. But I didn't know he was saying yams. And anyway, now it's a staple Thanksgiving song for me and Seth. But speaking of Thanksgiving, it will have happened by the time this episode is out. We will be thankful by the time <laughs> this episode is is out for everyone to see. But for now, we're not thankful yet. We're not we're thankful We're awaiting yet. thankfulness, which will be this coming Thursday because we record a week before. We're all scheduled now and planned now. All professional podcasters. Yes. We literally used to record and then like edit it in one day and put it out the next day and then we would be late all the time so we're we have a routine now yeah for real yeah but um in light of thanksgiving and reflection and all that good stuff we wanted to talk about some things that seth and i have been reflecting on as people who have been in a relationship for almost three years in december experts we know everything (laughs) there is to know in all honesty though we just wanted to talk about like the different stages of what happens when you've been in a relationship since high school and then going into college together and the comments that we get from our from our friends and family and all that stuff. So this is just going to be a fun, lighthearted episode and hopefully mm-hmm. share some fun memories with you guys. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, let's talk about Thanksgiving, though, in yeah, general. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. What are you excited for? The food, man. I mean... Do you know who you're talking to? I literally love food. I love rice. I love beans. I love turkey. I love meats. Me and my family are Puerto Rican. We love rice, beans, um, pastelillos, benil, turkey. And of course we, I don't know why I said it like that. And of course we. Did you guys hear that? The accent. (laughs) (laughs) The accent trailed into the turkey. turkey. (laughs) I don't talk like that. (laughs) <laughs> turkey and um and you know um it's also just fun to make the food too it's so chaotic and that's such a fun part of of the day for me and my family because i cook yeah i like to cook um but i also just love being with my fam 
having a day off work, you know, mm-hmm. watching the Macy's Day Parade. That after dinner nap hits. Yeah, is that your favorite part of the yeah. day? Mm-hmm. As soon as I eat, I hit the pillow. I hit the hay. You hit your wee pillow. It feels so good. Like the moment you know you're done eating. Yeah. And you know that you're going to be eating this meal for the next week is like. Yes. I mean, at first it feels good. Then you're like three days into it and you're like, okay. I'm sick of these turkey sandwiches, mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of no, these literally. turkey sandwiches. But you know, I'm really excited for it. I love dressing up each each year mm-hmm. and like yeah. planning my outfit and stuff and taking pictures with family. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm really excited for it. I feel like it's been a, a good year for me. Um, a, a lot to be thankful for. And yeah. A lot of a lot of things that I've been reflecting on, and I'm just thankful to God for another year of learning things. What mm-hmm. about you? Yeah, I, I had a conversation with um uh, a client of mine named Brian, and today he told me. I said, "What are you thankful for?" He said, "I'm thankful to be alive." Aww. So yeah, that's, that's the message. Yeah. Thankful every day you live and breathe. Every day you live and breathe and are comfortable where you're sitting and where you live and where you are and who your friends are. Mm-hmm. So Seth. So Karina. Enough with the accents. That's how my grandparents say it. No, they don't. They say yeah, they do. Karina. Or the Serena. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this past weekend, um, we went to be with Seth's grandparents and it was a lot of fun. And I love the way they say my name. First of all, your grandfather kept saying Serena, which was so funny. But they, they say Karina. Karina. So it's really cute. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. So I've been talking <laughs> at, with like some girls in, in the group of friends that I'm in. And there's like five or six of us that are really close. And like two of my friends are in relationships, are, are, are in different stages. So like my one friend that I have recently been getting close to has been with her boyfriend for like nine months. Another girl mm. just got with her boyfriend like a month ago. And it's really fun having those talks and being like, Ooh, when's the appropriate time to meet the parents? And when's the appropriate time to have theological conversation? And when's the appropriate time to take day trips together and all of that stuff? So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, if we want to start off with the first question, when's the f- perfect time to meet the parents? Oh, my gosh. In our, <laughs> in just the way our family. are. I think are, it's so funny. I met I, your parents <laughs> before we started dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she actually, well, that's actually ironic. We both actually did kind of meet each other's parents before because we both worked at an ice cream shop that was pretty that's pretty popular in our local town and go listen city. to our testimony episode of yes. how we met it's how so met. fun yeah yeah, yeah. we we, we talk about story. how we met yeah yeah but anyway um, we used to work at this uh, little ice cream shop uh, in uh in the town that we live in and our parents both were you know frequent visitors of the store so i would see her dad and her mom and her grandma uh I even saw one of your cousins or friends come in one time mm-hmm. from like wherever you used to live. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so we so we had that pleasure, but like it was a weird meeting because it was more of like a hey and goodbye. Yeah, and it's like look, my mom's coming, in, my mom's coming, in. and then my mom would talk to me after I got home from work. She'd be like, "Was that him? Oh my gosh, I met him." You know, <laughs> our parents like knew about us. For we were a thing a while. We're we a were a thing. We were a thing. Capital on the T. Yeah, and so you came and met my parents, but not even as my boyfriend, just as, like, the boy that I like. Yeah. Which was, man, I remember. Okay, I really did come as your boyfriend because that was, I, you. okay, ironically, 
it was like our third date probably or actually our second real date that you told me your parents wanted to meet me well yeah 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 and we did a bonfire yes and then Seth was so romantic and brought his guitar and he played for me it I was did. so fun and I made cookies which your parents loved they were they were really good cookies yeah they they really liked those yeah and then your parents wanted to have me over as well they did and that happened and that night we went for like a walk and I think your parents were like, ooh, they're going for a walk. Yes. And on that walk, we were like, okay, so should we call it something now? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then we gave a name to it. Yeah. And that's our anniversary. That's our anniversary. But I told my friends that and they were like, it's so weird that you met the parents like before you actually started dating. But that line is so weird and blurry. No, yeah. 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 Real quick, let me just give an advice for some pointers for men when who are like, or young boys who are scared of kind of, older boys who are kind of scared of meeting the parents of the woman you want to be with or the woman you want to marry or the woman you're courting. Courting. (laughs) (laughs) I think the number one ultimate thing is to make sure you are thoroughly yourself without being too extra yet. I think that's the main thing you want to make sure. Composure goes a long way. Composure and calmness goes a very, very long way. And honestly, comfortability goes a very long way. But to the point where you can talk to them without seeming scared right off the bat. One thing that um, I tried my best to make sure of was to keep eye contact with both of your parents and to make sure that I had like a good posture and that I dressed nice. Now, don't be showing up to your girlfriend's house for the first time in like sweatpants or shorts and like a T-shirt with your hair uncombed, smelling whack, looking whack shave okay get get the stuff together you know now, of course don't become someone you're not but at the same time look presentable because you want to be a person who is showing them that you are serious you're a serious person who's taking your their daughter seriously yeah guys seth showed up with a peacoat the first time I did show up with a and peacoat. now he shows up in sweatpants now it, i do and it makes me mad because i'm like still you should still dress up yeah i mean i feel like that, yeah, that's important, like, be, be presentable and everything. I was really nervous, I mean, talking to your parents just because I got very self-conscious, and I'm like, what are they going to think, and all that stuff. But honestly, once, like, the first hump is the worst, and then and then it mm-hmm. gets better from there, and it gets less awkward, and yeah, the, we've gotten more comfortable with each other's families over time, obviously, and now it's it's a lot of fun. Like, we go to each other's houses, and we're best friends, and, you know, it's different for every person. Like, the pace is, is different. Yeah. Because, like I said, I, the, the friends in my group, like, they might wait a couple months to meet the parents. And- no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if you are planning on taking the relationship seriously, and for some people, it might take a couple months before you take the relationship you're taking seriously, especially if you're in high school, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but as far as my family went and your family went, um, I think both of our families appreciate appearance and appreciate you showing up. So the fact that I think we both were honest and showed up for both of our parent, both of our parents is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think you should always be very transparent and ultimately you want, you, you want, you don't sweat it too much because at the end of the day, the parents are probably not going to be as, you know, comedically awful as they say in the movies In the movies. It's always like, you know, or if you've ever seen um, uh, fairly odd parents, there's like a, a part where his dad, every time he sees the parents, are like, what's up? Hello, son-in-law. We hate you. 
Um, <laughs> there's always that joke. But yeah. in reality, the parents are not going to be as scary as you think they are. Like once I got past that first conversation, every conversation was so much easier. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I, I, I'm not that scared to really talk to your parents anymore. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I still res- I respect your parents a lot. And I still have a little bit of like, ooh, let me get myself together. But like I'm not like sweating I mean, to go into your house, you know? Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Mm. So that's stage one is getting getting comfortable with the other person's family and habits and all of that. I'm going to be really vulnerable for a second. I may have shared this before. I don't remember. But when I met you and started dating you, I was in a phase where all of my YouTube for you page was a bunch of couples, specifically Christian couples. And I don't have a problem like with people who want to talk about what they want to talk about on YouTube. But those couples who would set like dating standards and be like, this is how Christian dating should be. And basically said that you should date to marry and, you know, try to get engaged as soon as possible. And there's this one couple in particular that like met, got engaged and married within like four months. Oh, my God. Or, or maybe I'm exaggerating. I think it was they got engaged after four months of dating and then were engaged and got married that year. So, but that's still like a one year process. Yeah. And I would watch those from like ages 14 to 16 and be like, well, what if I met a boyfriend now? Do I date, do I marry him when I'm like 18, you know? Mm -hmm. And man, that stuff really like was always in the back of my mind. That was my Roman Empire, you know? And I, (laughs) so anyway, uh, yeah. And I, I think I took that approach in the beginning for sure. I was like, because we met when I was 16. I was like, we could be married by the time I'm 18. <laughs> I don't need college. <laughs> I am so thankful. Oh, my gosh. We promote this, like, I swear, every single episode. Our friends of ours told us to do pre-engagement counseling. And that stuff, like, changed my life, changed my perspective. Yes. And... I realized that I, with the place I am now, the place you're in now, we ain't ready for marriage, and that's okay. Yeah, not, and more yet, people no. need to, more people need to like be aware of that and be okay with saying like it's okay to take time to get to know each other. It's really okay, and it should be encouraged. Not even that it's okay, but like you said, it should be encouraged. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to not be ready yet. Yeah, it's a good thing to wait. It's a good thing to make sure. You know each other, and and you're taking each other seriously, and you can really be yourself. Like one thing I wanted to clarify when I was kind of talking about men, mm-hmm. uh, be, who are scared to kind of meet them, you still want to make sure you're being yourself around, you know, the her people. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you're being your authentic, real self. Now, of course, you don't want to be over the top, but you want to be your real self because at the end of the day, you are going to be you. If if they are good people, th- th- that those family members you will be dealing with them for the rest of your life. You know, if you stay together forever, you will be dealing with them for the rest of your life. Um, And so make sure that, yeah, while you treat them with respect, don't let it scare you from being your true self around them. It's okay to be real. It's okay to be raw. It's okay to be energetic, laugh loud. You know, it's okay to cry in front of of certain people. It's okay to do those things and be honest, you know, but just make sure you respect them at the same time. Um, but as you were saying about marriage, marriage is a, is a, is an interesting topic because you have, I feel like the one side of people who are like, I want to get married as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, people who date to marry or people who say, I don't, we don't, I, either they don't want to get married 
or they want to wait years and years and years to get married, yeah. you know, and even have kids. Yeah. Uh, can I just clarify something super quick? I am not trying to promote a singular way. Like, I don't want anything I say to be taken out of context. Some people really do get to know each other super quickly and within months can be married. Those people yeah. tend to be, you know, already in their 20s or late 20s. And married for a long time. Yeah, and for they stay very, together very forever, and that works for them. And I think that's beautiful. And some people might date for, like, six, seven plus years, and that works for them. And usually those people will fall into, like, younger college students who take their time to get to know each other. Like, yeah. depending on your age, your income, your, like, living situation, all of that plays a factor into when and how you should go about the engagement process. So there's no one-size-fits-all. And I think if you do it with God at the center, that's the most important thing. Yeah. I'm just saying I was only hearing the perspective of date to marry within months. Yeah. And that was dangerous for me as a young teenager. And while we do believe in the power of marriage and we believe in monogamous dating and we believe in um, dating to be a thing that should eventually go into marriage – at the same time, don't always date to marry as a super, super young person. Sometimes you could have a fling in high school, and that can be a good thing without you necessarily needing to get married or always fling be like, that's meaning my... relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, <laughs> not, not like that. Like A fling like a relationship. Like a you thing, go to you know? a dance together, you know? Yeah. There's no, there's no problem when you're 14 asking a girl you like to go to homecoming, but don't immediately be like, this is going to be my wife. Because... She's probably not going to be your wife. And don't be weird and tell That's her okay. things. Don't be weird and tell her things like, you know, Daddy God told me Ew, stop. that you were going to be stop. my wife. And that I was going to meet her um, on the dance floor of homecoming. Do you know that has been said to me? Not, <laughs> has that really been said Okay, to not you? the homecoming thing, but oh the God. God told me you're going to be. Oh, yeah, you yes. told me. See, men, men this is need to stop saying It's not spiritual. Like, women aren't melting when you say that so stop it's a spirit of cringe it's a a spirit of cringe that's what it is it's whack it's weird don't do it like leave them alone they probably just thought you know oh he's cute he picked up uh eight chairs at youth group yeah um but further than that how about you get to know a girl you know because so many so many of the big problems that happen in relationships down the line, like high school sweethearts, especially those high school sweethearts who immediately like engagement on the day of your graduation, you know, those types of high school sweethearts who don't want to wait at all, a lot of them end up ending early and end up not ending well either. You know, one thing I heard recently that was very interesting was a per- I was watching this movie review, and he was kind of pointing out some movie issues with this, but he pointed out um, his opinions on love and marriage and how he was like, I'm a high school sweetheart. You know, me and my wife are high school sweethearts. We've been together for a very, very long time. He said, but thankfully, we were able to push through a lot of our problems in our late teens. And, uh, and as teenagers, we were able to say, you know what? If things happen differently, we can combat these things because – no matter what you say, your 18 to 21-year-old self is going to be really different than your 30 to 50-year-old to 60-year-old self. So mm-hmm. make, sure that, make sure that when you're looking at it like as like a 15, 16-year-old that you're like, yeah, this is, this is cool. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not at an age yet where I should be considering, you know, 
you know, getting a house with this woman and having 10 kids. Yeah. And ultimately, at 18, there are some people who do that, like Karina was saying. It's a huge spectrum of people in that regard who can get married at 18, 19, 20 and live and have a good, happy life and honestly be together forever, you know? But for you as an individual, think about it. Really put some actual thought into it. Don't just get married because you like women and you don't want to be alone. Get married because it's it's you guys both are good friends. You guys are good relationally. You guys have good romance. And you guys genuinely enjoy each other's company. That's, That's another thing that we, we should probably talk about. As a way to move into, I think, what the next part we should talk about is enjoyment of others. And when I think we really started enjoying each other's actual company. Yeah, because the... F- I mean, the infatuation stage is different for anybody, for everybody. Mm. But in the first, let's just be real. In the first couple of months, mm-hmm. I would say you're probably not genuinely enjoying like everything there is to enjoy about that person because you're so focused on, I know for me, for the first couple of months, like maybe we would be having a cute moment where we were like taking a walk or sitting on a bench. I would be like, oh my gosh, how do I look? Oh my gosh, like what do I say to make this romantic? What do I say to make it cute? You know, I was thinking about almost the aesthetic of it and how can I add to it rather than just enjoying your presence going on a walk. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't want to sound like rude or anything. No, I don't think that's rude. Yeah, I'm not saying like you're being inauthentic in the first couple of months. It's just... You're putting on a bit of a face. You yeah, are. let's... <laughs> Ultimately, a lot of, like, honeymoon phases last for, like, six months to, like, a year or two. Um, I think for us, our honeymoon period probably was six months to a year. Our honeymoon phase, like, in, like, the infatuation stage. Of course, we're not married. <laughs> but, um, uh, I think that infatuation stage for us was, like, the first six to months to, like, nine months. Um, and that was purely off of, like, we're in a relationship and we're dating. We've been together for nine months. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But I think once we hit a year is when we really started to look at each other as like people. But I think the next part after you kind of pass that infatuation period, which to kind of clarify, the infatuation period is an important period. Oh, yeah. You should be madly in love with the person that you're dating in the first few months of dating. The problem is staying madly in love with them for two five, 10, 40, 50 years, Mm -hmm. you know? And there are people who are able to do that. And there are some people who once that just that day just hits, they're like, I don't love this girl or this guy as much as, as much as I did Mm -hmm. six months ago or even a week ago. Some people can change like that and you have to be okay with that. Ultimately, no one is forced to love you. No one is forced to be with you. Ouch. Yeah, and that's a that's a hard pill to. Okay, no, just <laughs> don't do that. It's a hard pill to swallow, but you have you do have to be okay with the fact that there are some people who will like you and will love you, and you probably will find someone. You might not everyone will, but you might. It's a very big probability, but also you might not, and that's okay. But moving on into now, you're past that infatuation period. What, where's the real meat and potatoes of this relationship? Yeah, and this is where the <laughs> older married people would come in. Maybe maybe very conservative people would come in and say, 
you're going to stop being attracted to each other. One day, you're going to think that that they're ugly. But love is a choice. And so you have to keep choosing, you know? And I, <laughs> to an extent, totally agree. Love is a choice. Love is with actions. All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, the truth is you're probably going to get tired and annoyed at each other a lot for little things. And you do have to choose each other every day. But you yeah. can also do things to keep the spark alive. I totally, I've heard a lot of people say that the spark just dies and you have to deal with it and that you just have to choose each other even though the spark dies. And I don't think the spark has to die. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think if you genuinely take time to explore each other's habits, or not habits, hobbies, that's a better word. Um, because we might have different hobbies, but if you're going to participate in a hobby that I really like, shows me that you really care about me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm thankful for that, that's that you good. do that. Oh. I'm thankful for you every day because you're so gorgeous with her haircut too. She she looks gorgeous. Guys, I got a haircut. She looks wonderful. So, <laughs> <laughs> but to kind of add on to what you said about growing kind of older or whatever, I think I think the honeymoon period or like the infatuation period probably really ends once the main spark that attracted you to them isn't as prevalent as it was so say for you know for example um the spark may have been that you're really funny right say that you were really funny but now you're a year in a year and a half in and now they're funny but you know is that is because someone's funny is that enough for you to you know want to give them a kiss on the cheek to want to give them a hug to want to take them to a fancy dinner to want to marry them and have kids with them and have a life with them and move in with them and be with them forever. That's really hard to say. And so I think there is a point point where that spark, that original spark, kind of rubs off. But I think that's also when the real deep spark begins to really ignite. Ooh. That was good, guys. Hey. Hey, get that one for free. I, I feel like we keep speaking on this like we've been married for a long time i don't want to take like any authority in this conversation i'm speaking purely from a place of like this is what i've learned this is what i've been taught by our pre-engagement counselor yeah by talking to a lot of older couples i think that's super important to meet with like older couples when you're young and dating since mm -hmm. high school and uh, like seth said to take time to just get to know each other without the pressure of feeling like you have to plan a future with them because i definitely felt that pressure yeah. And just speaking on it from a place of like, this is what I want for my future. This is what I have been taught from from otherwise, you know, Christian couples. I'm not trying to say that I know how a marriage works or a marriage runs because I don't. You know, it's hard to talk about these things because, you know, I'm sure we're going to have our parents are going to listen to this and be like, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't want I don't think that for this. I think that we have room to speak on young couples, like early, early starting couples, because we have changed a lot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we've changed a lot, both politically, romantically, mentally, emotionally, socially. Oh, yeah. Um, we have but we both are very different from our 16 and 17 year old selves, which is crazy. Like, that's the crazy thing about getting in a relationship mm. when you're still in high school, because, you know, I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the majority of people that date in high school last outside of high school. You know, that's a, it's a smaller percentage. And so we're in that smaller percentage. But watching 
the person that you like thought was your best friend and thought you knew everything about in the first year change over a period of several more years, especially in your young adult developing life, mm. is crazy and so humbling. Yeah, Crazy, because you're like, oh, I didn't know a person could change this much. I didn't know mm. that this could happen, you know? It's been so interesting. And I love the people that we are now. And I loved the people that we were when we first met. Yeah, I agree with that. It is really cool to, to see that change so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think another word of advice is don't be afraid of the change. I was. Don't be afraid of the change. Say, um, say an attractive quality for you, which this is a lot of infa- like very bare, childish type of infatuation, which isn't bad, but it should change. Like something is like, oh, that your that your girlfriend is really cute and very shy and doesn't talk to people that much, you know. Don't be scared when you notice that she's not as shy as she used to be, and she's become very confident and she's becoming successful. Don't be scared of that. That's a good thing. In a scenario where that's happening to you, where you might feel like, oh well. Now she's not as cute as I thought she should be. She should be even cuter, all right? <laughs> she should be even more attractive because now she's confident because now in the relationship that you guys have been in, you've been able to see that in an authentic, real way. Now, something that you can do to make sure that that doesn't scare you too much, for one, make sure that you don't you know, hurt her feelings because she's becoming more successful and more confident and, and, and she has a lot to say and she's very opinionated now. Make sure that you hear her, that you encourage her, that you show her love. Overall else, make sure you show her absolute love. That's what you want to give her. Um, But also make sure that you and yourself, that you're staying constant, calm, and steady in what you want to do. So many times, a lot of relationships, or I see a lot of older marriages, end because the man feels like he's being overshadowed by his wife. Or because a wife feels like she's not enough for his man, right? Um, and that's so sad. That's so sad because we shouldn't be basing. We should most of the time when you fall in love with someone for the first time, you're falling in love with them for a very superficial reason. Usually, uh, at least when I when I see people really fall in love, it's for a super, like they're pretty, you know, they're smart, you know, they're uh, they're funny, you know, they're goofy, stuff like that. That that stuff is. It's cute, but that shouldn't be what just the base of what keeps you. It's the smaller stuff that you notice that really keeps you in that relationship. And I feel like people skip over those conversations, that talk, those little things, and they'll be okay with, you know, the bad parts of their relationship because they're in a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? And the cute things about them are still cute. But when the cute things aren't as cute as they used to be, maybe the relationship isn't as romantic as it used to be now because you're upset. Maybe you don't love them as much as you used to. Maybe you never really did love them. It's like that AJR song. No, it's not like that AJR song. Cause I think I probably wasn't in love with you. I think I probably love the idea of you. I love the idea of them never making another track. <laughs> what if they're listening? Shout out to AJR. You're my favorite group. I love you more than... Stop. I love you more... <laughs> Well, okay, yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said. That was really well said. And the important thing to focus on from ages like 16 to 20 and even beyond that is your growth and your growth as a person, your spiritual growth, 
your health journey, your mental stability and health, like I said, all of that stuff is super important. And you can be in a relationship while focusing on those things. But pay attention to the direction of your individual growth because sometimes people grow apart and that's okay. Mm. It's okay and relationships are in our life for a reason to teach us something or even just to get to know somebody better and to have that experience of knowing someone deeply. Um, Relationships are good and sometimes people grow apart and that's totally okay. And sometimes people grow together over a course of years and that's also okay and beautiful. So we would do for you. Yeah, this was a good conversation. This was a good one. I like talking about this stuff. Let mm-hmm. us know if you guys like the relationship stuff that we talk about because we talk about a wide range of things. But you know, if you like this side of uh, of the podcast, let us know and we'll try to. Let us know if you like us. If but you find us funny. I'll tell you what. <laughs> find us funny. We will never be <laughs> a relationship advice podcast. Never. Unless we become that. Watch like. Watch two years from now. Someone's gonna, gonna clip become this. like. <laughs> we're gonna get an ad. They're gonna sponsor. They're gonna be like, "We'll pay you a thousand dollars an episode to talk about relationships." Yeah, I, I, my goal and vision is to never just become like a relationship advice podcast. I love having this space with you and this platform with you to talk about who we are as introverts and creative individuals and like our personal life, and that includes yeah. our relationship. Top, top Seven five guys types to avoid. of guys you should not date, date. court, or marry. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I said too much. Anyway. But anyway. we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Did you want to say anything, Seth? Um, happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Can I get to the yams? Sweet yams. Show me the way, cause I got bills to pay. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.